0: Hey everyone, this is the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. I am Sam Holt, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Derek Tate. Derek, how the hell are you? I see you are ready for week one. Game day.
1: Fire the cannons. Raise the flags. (laughs) Let's go. Tampa Bay Buccaneers about to kick off 2021 NFL season against the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to go ahead. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, my ass. Go home. Back in Dallas. (laughs) We're going to give you an L on your way back out. So, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm pumped up. Fantasy football is about to start. Got Monkey Knife fight, stuff we're going to talk about. We got some players we're excited to see in week one of NFL action. Sam, another season. Another season of the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate. Good. Let's
0: let's go. I'm super excited as well, and I'm sure that you're just as excited to not only get to watch your Bucks with the first game of the season, but get oh. to watch them hoist that championship banner mm-hmm. to start the game off, like mm-hmm. in their home stadium. Keep
1: talking. This is this it's is just, music to my ears.
0: You know what? I just I'm too excited to try and rain on your parade too early this season. I'm too excited Ooh. for football.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. Thanks for not raining my parade. Preseason, but we got some stuff we ought to talk about. We still got fantasy football, a lot of fantasy we football do. news potential. Sure. Stuff like that. Hey, yeah, by the but- way, Le- Le'Veon Bell apparently has a job.
0: Yeah, he's on a practice squad for the Ravens, so he's on the team, kind of. Kind he is—he is absolutely not someone I am running out to pick up at no, any time no, I was soon. Kidding. I, knew you were, I know, you were, I know, but people picked. are hearing that, and people—that's what people are doing. They're like running to the waiver wires, saying, "Oh, Lev Bell has a team, and it's going to be a run-heavy offense. I should get him." No, 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 no. Pump your brakes. No.
1: Flyer, no. sure, pick him up. Don't spend. Don't spend. Free He's on, on the practice on squad.
0: Him. He's. He, it's, there's no guarantee yeah. he even gets onto the team. I mean, he didn't get onto a team last year. When, I mean, I just don't see, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening.
1: Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's fine. I, I just, you know, Love Bell, Steelers connection was trying to see what your initial reaction was. I got it. There's move on. no
0: love lost in that situation. <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on to some players that we're just excited to see mm-hmm. in week one. Let's start off with some wide receivers, Tate. Who do you have that you're most excited to see?
1: Oh, we talked about it. Breakout candidate, wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault Jr., pumped to see what exactly this man has up his sleeve in his 2021 debut sophomore season. uh, Look, I loved what I saw, and I kind of gave you the pitch when we were talking heading into fantasy draft season about why I loved LaVisca Chenault, why I thought he was a breakout candidate. Um, And that is likely going to ring true in week number one against a Houston Texans team that I'm not sure they know what the hell they're doing at this point. Um, No Deshaun Watson. He's going to be a healthy scratch. Terod Taylor is the starting quarterback heading into week number one. That doesn't matter. What are we going to see on the offensive side of the football? LaVisca Chenault has been playing a lot out of the slot. I imagine they're going to move him all over the formation. He'll see some Vernon Hargraves. He'll see some Desmond King. But uh, either way, I think Chenault's going to ball out. I think he's going to see somewhere around eight, Nine targets. Uh, Some of them are going to be short. He can also push the ball intermediate to deep down the field. Uh, And of course, he's one of the best wide receivers after the catch. I'm just excited to see what his snap count looks like, what his usage looks like, and how he vibes with new quarterback Trevor Lawrence, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, But all kinds of excited for my boy, Leviska Chennault.
0: I know you are. You're pumped. How many uh, mm. teams do you have him on? Or were you lucky enough to draft him? Because you talked about him so much, no one let you have him. <laughs> uh,
1: so I'm actually, oddly enough, playing in a lot of dynasty leagues this year. And um, pretty much I I had him in three out of four dynasty leagues okay. and traded him away for Joe Burrow in a super flex.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I had to
1: throw in a first. Well, actually, it was two firsts. Um, because I had Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton as my quarterback two options, and they both went kaput. So your boy you got to do be what aggressive. you got
0: to do. Yep. I had to,
1: I had to be aggressive because I have mm-hmm. a I have a win now roster in that league. We're actually in that league together. So
0: yeah, not looking forward to going against you in that one. Thanks.
1: Um, but point being, Chenault, I I I did everything I could to try to keep him out of the deal, but. Uh, The guy heard enough of our podcast to know that I really like him, (laughs) so it's kind of the—that's the breaks when you're uh, doing all giving genuine takes about how you feel about players.
0: Them's the breaks. I mean, ain't it the truth? We run into it all the time. Are you also interested to see how his targets compare with DJ Chark? I know that Marvin Jones is a tiny bit dinged up, so I don't know that we'll see a lot of him this weekend. But how that split goes across the board for the rest of the receivers.
1: I think we're going to see, we're going to get some information to sink sink our teeth into, right? Because, you know, fantasy analysts what we can do to really dissect everything. I mean, I love doing film study, but also what you have is pure data, right? Yeah. we have no data prior to this on Urban Meyer, Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then of course, Trevor Lawrence is his first start in the National Football League. So all those things combined, we're going to have some sort of data to dive into after week one. So yeah, no, I'm excited to see how it shakes out. I just think that Chenault's going to see chanel's gonna get his
0: he is absolutely gonna get his well i'll go ahead and talk about a wide receiver i love and just kind of pivoting off of yours into another wide receiver crew that i'm excited about okay i am stoked to watch robert woods and cooper cup just let the targets rain on them from matt stafford and i know i've talked about it a lot you probably have. at probably too much just a little bit too much. But I'm super excited for the two of them to be fed the ball by Matt Stafford. I feel like it's just going to be a match made in heaven. I'm excited for McVeigh to be paired with Stafford. I feel like there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that they do together. I'm excited to see how the targets pan out for them. I can absolutely see each of them ending up with over 100 targets each by the end of the season. Who edges out the other is the question that I have that all of us have. And I'm just excited to see what the answer is.
1: See... I'm, I want to ask, is there a receiver that you actually prefer between Cooper Cup and Robert Woods?
0: I mean, depends on like if it's raining or sunny that day, you know. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, no, I'm I actually... like them both a lot. I think the only difference with Robert Woods is he kind of gets mixed into a couple different plays in a slightly different way than Cup does. So we've seen Woods be used, you know, in the rushing game even. He just it, gets more, used in a lot more yeah. – he's more fun to watch because he'll do some trick plays with him that are a little different and that's more exciting to watch. So to me it's more exciting to watch Robert Woods than it is to watch Cooper Cup. No offense to Cooper Cup, but I like that little mystery.
1: See, I I feel like they whenever they want to dial up a big play down the field, it mm-hmm. generally prefers Cooper Cup. I'm not saying that Bob Woods doesn't yeah. run vertical routes or, you know, do intermediate you know, crosses or anything of that nature. He definitely does. But um, I I just – it's interesting to – it's always interesting to see how this Rams offense is going to work now that Stafford's under center. Like, that's thats the big thing, right? That's what you're super stoked about. Um, Oh, yeah, super stoked. (laughs) I'm actually – I think that – I think Stafford's going to have a pretty big week one. Um, I'm kind of concerned about the Chicago defense. I mean, Mm -hmm. they got actually – quite a few defensive starter reps in preseason. They did not look very good. They have a new defensive coordinator in town. I also thought that even though we saw this team really take off with the first year with when they traded for Khalil Mack and they had Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator, this team's defense is kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of wavering, like steps backwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, Akeem Hicks also like his health is coming to play, but my point is is that i think this secondary in particular at corner can be got a little bit you can you can rack up some yards i mean i'm not wild about duke shelley as your kind of your nickel corner uh jalen johnson it's like an all right corner that i'm you know had a de- had his moments as a rookie heading into this second year like i think he'll be okay but you know when you're talking about a team that can dial up all kinds of crazy concepts and uh, a great play caller in Sean McVay. I think the Bears' defense could struggle in week one.
0: I agree. I definitely think they can struggle. It also doesn't help the Bears that this is in L.A. So Rams at home, definitely going to be happy in their new stadium as well. feel like they're going to want to show out and have a really good opening game. Rams are going to win this one, in my opinion. And I oh, don't yeah. think that that's... A reach to say but the question is just how high a score are the Rams going to rack up
1: that I don't know I think I think the Rams will probably score somewhere around I'm thinking 31 points again I think this Bears defense is going to struggle a little bit I Mm -hmm. I, I mean I, I hope I'm wrong I have a lot of Chicago Bears friends fans from when I lived in Chicago they probably if they're listening to this I apologize guys but you know, get your shit together and start Justin Fields and you'll hear me stop talking so much crap about you guys. No I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: should we should we do like a little side bet? Maybe we do some sort of a some sort of a side bet on maybe which of the Rams wide receivers finishes with more fantasy points this week against the Bears defense?
1: I'd see I don't have I, I don't want to go there because No? Again, I, Flip I, a wonder, coin? I, I don't have any data to go off of with Stafford under center. So I'm not going to say I'm bored. I'm guessing. We'll we'll do
0: more board bets after we get through week one. Let's do that.
1: I would actually go cup would be the higher – Scoring of the fantasy options this week.
0: It's he and I would go Woods.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of figured that. Yeah, based on your pick.
0: He's my guy. <laughs> but, yeah. I have him in Dynasty in so many leagues. <laughs> I love him.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but I, I kind of want to, I'm curious about like running back, right? So, Yes, let's um, talk
0: running backs. We can move on from our receivers for a moment. Cool,
1: cool. Um I'm really interested to see how Antonio Gibson looks yeah. in year number two. I mean, we're, you talked about A lot of our positional breakdowns heading into Mm -hmm. the fantasy draft season. Like you talked a lot about the Washington football team and you kind of bang that drum, like, bop, 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 ready to go. Let's march into battle type of thing. (laughs)
0: Uh, I really did.
1: So, yeah, I mean, you picked pretty much everybody except Logan Thomas as like your breakout or favorite player at every position so anyway, but you point wouldn't being, let
0: me pick logan I, you're,
1: you're right you said, you yes. sam
0: you can't pick another washington offensive player as a breakout star i'm sorry i was gonna
1: buy you a washington football team shirt by the way they still don't have a team name that's kind of sad but I'd you're agree. voting
0: on it <laughs>
1: oh my gosh yeah oh, okay anyway point being antonio gibson right um really saw so much to like on a Offense that was constantly had a revolving door under center, and uh, they really didn't have another option outside of to complement outside. I mean, I, I love Logan Thomas; he had a great year. Terry McLaurin was great. They really didn't have another option on the outside. Hopefully, we'll see plenty of Curtis Samuel. I yep. uh, even like Yame Brown from from mm-hmm. University of North Carolina, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hopefully, gives you some sort of stability. Under center, whether it's consistency, probably not, but you're going to see some peaks and valleys with uh, with Fitzmagic, but we will see a heavy dose of Antonio Gibson, and I'm hoping his role grows in the passing game, but they do still have J.D. McKissick,
0: mm-hmm. I,
1: but I'm optimistic of how things can play out uh, for Antonio Gibson in year number two.
0: I think it's still a pretty favorable matchup as well for them against the Chargers. The Chargers are in a rebuilding phase in terms of their defense as well. They brought in a defensive-minded coach, so that's going to be a huge That'll help, help for them. I mean... But you, just because you hire someone new doesn't mean that everything changes overnight. So it's going to take time. It's going to take a process. So I'm not immediately guessing that suddenly the Chargers defense is just wakes up. Sunday morning and they just absolutely destroy Washington. That's not something that I'm seeing, but by the end of the season, hopefully their defense helps. Will it help them in week one? I'm hedging my bets.
1: See Staley, I think he's going to do a, a much better job than obviously the previous staff that was there. But yeah, I think if you can attack this team, it's running downhill Um, because I actually, I, I still like their secondary quite a bit. Um, and the fact that they're getting Derwin James back, also big-time help. Uh, and Staley has a lot to work with uh, mm-hmm. on that Chargers defensive unit, including a guy that I really like for IDP and Kenneth Murray, um, second-year linebacker out of Oklahoma. So I'm really interested to see how Staley, how he plays with these toys, including Jody Bosa um, on that defense yep. as well. So, But either way, I expect the defense for the Washington football team to be Equally as imposing, they have a great unit up front, and I think it's going to be a a kind of a physical football game and a a tough test for Justin Herbert and a pretty loaded Chargers offense, but we're going to see a heavy dose of uh, Antonio Gibson in week one.
0: Absolutely. Well, one running back I'm excited to see how his targets shake out, how he fits into this brand new team is going to be Mike Davis. I'm excited to see him with the Falcons. I mean, why are you laughing at me? You're I'm already laughing. You,
1: I'm really surprised you did not go Najee Harris.
0: Okay. Well, because I've talked about Najee Harris.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've A literally
0: lot. mentioned his name like.
1: Every episode.
0: Not just every episode. I think I've talked about him just in life every single day for at least the last two months. After he got drafted, I think it was nonstop for, like, two weeks. And then I was like, okay, calm down. Like, you know, we have to wait till the season. But in at least the very last month, I've said his name at least ten times – sorry, five to ten times a day.
1: You know, (laughs) somebody probably asked you, you know, who's a a good kicker to take in the last round? Well, I I don't – I heard Najee Harris could probably play kicker this year. He might get some snaps. Like (laughs) – You, I, you've snuck him into every single conversation. I literally, right?
0: I literally have. You know, we're looking to hire someone for the marketing team. You know who's available? <laughs> Najee Harris. He'd be a great fit. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> his Instagram? Yeah. Bring him on.
0: I, I think my phone is listening or something because I'm getting a lot of ads where he's featured. He's featured in a Lowe's ad right now, and that's popping up on my Instagram. Have you gotten I every probably... one
1: of his jerseys like uh, like requested in like your scroll feed every time? Not yet.
0: Not yet. I mean you know at least a couple but probably by the end of this call my phone's listening I'm gonna just like pop up you know what really
1: sucks is our old bet you know uh, now I I get Steelers you know suggestions like in my like baby Steeler stuff like
0: yes No, because I won that bet. It's so fun. It's so fun, but let's move on just a little bit more on Mike Davis. Not only am I excited for him to be in this new offense as the number one running back. I feel like he really earned that job with how much he put in last year with Carolina. We saw him be very successful in the passing game. He had 70 targets, 300, 373 yards. That's just a stat that I love seeing moving into an offense that already is heavy, heavy on the passing game with Matt Ryan. And you have Julio Jones out. That's definitely going to help. There's targets to be picked up. And their targets are going to be picked up by Kyle Pitts. They're going to be picked up by Russell Gage. They're going to be picked up across the board. But what Mike Davis does differently than them is a lot of different things. He's just a downhill runner. Love the way that he moves in the pocket. I'm just, I, I love him. So I'm excited to see him in this new offense. And not only that, he's paired with Arthur Smith, who was previously the offensive coordinator for the Titans. And we like the running back there. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Right. Derek Henry.
1: Right. Um, well, you, you mentioned how Mike Davis moves in the pocket. So, I mean, I'm just making sure, like, you know, when he's taking, you know, seven-step drop, you like his pocket awareness, be able to, like, kind of...
0: You understand I'm Derek very Park. tired, right?
1: Yes, I understand. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about... I used the wrong word. He, you're talking about how he moves in a phone booth, you know, able to make guys miss tacklers... i have to restart this recording
0: spaces.
1: right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. No restarting. We're doing this in one take. Um, but... What I'm getting at when it comes to Mike Davis, I mean, the thing that I like the most about him is really his situation. There's no one else. I mean, they brought in Wayne Gallman and and Cordero Patterson. Like, I'm not – Wayne Gallman's not a scrub, but I'm not concerned that he's going to get Mike Davis off the football field very much. I thought Mike Davis did a fantastic job. Won a lot of people a lot of leagues because when McCaffrey went down – Anybody that snatched him up and made him a priority in week number one uh obviously reaped the benefits big time. So Absolutely. Davis in this offense, though, you you mentioned that the Falcons like to throw the football. Matt Ryan led the league in pass attempts last year. That's not what Arthur Smith wants to do. No. He wants to have balance when it comes to this football team, and that favors Mike Davis. It does. So uh hopefully Mike Davis – is going to be the beneficiary of a new-look Falcons offense that is more predicated around balance and getting him the football uh, in all kinds of ways, whether it be in the passing game or obviously just old traditional smash-mouth football.
0: Who doesn't love good old smash-mouth football in the pocket? I'm gonna live. I'm gonna have to live that one down.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I caught it. you have I was, to I, use I, the
0: wrong word. <laughs> I mean, if you're
1: listening right now, I, I had the biggest grin on my face when I heard you say, you know, Mike Davis's pocket movement. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a field day with this one.
0: I know that that's gonna be the inside joke of the season, isn't it? Good job Mike for. Davis.
1: Yep, it's great po- drop back passer. So <laughs> great pocket awareness.
0: FML. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, hopefully you guys forgive me for that one. But let's move on let's talk up actually about some monkey knife fight prop bets Ooh. for the game this evening that I know you're very excited about
1: I almost made a monkey sound when you said monkey knife fight and I went, I, would, I don't I, I'm not gonna do it like I I, I really don't want to be a meme for the rest of my life so I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and spare you the sound effects of the monkey well, go ahead though by the way if you're you know tuning into this video or if you're just listening live you can go we'll we'll drop a link in the description uh, but also go to monkeyknifefight.com you can go ahead when you're creating an account please make sure when you're making your first deposit to use the promo code doc d-o-c spell it for me sam
0: d-o-c
1: there we go doc 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 like you know eh, what's up doc use (laughs) that when you're making your first deposit and actually monkey knife fight will credit up to a hundred dollars in your account that's a lot to play with and You know, I want you to go ahead and ignore the fact that I have not made my first deposit heading into this season after cashing out last year. There's two bucks in my account. It's not because (laughs) I've already lost all my monies. It's because I have not made my first deposit. But I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be making my first deposit when making these two contests that I really want you to pay attention to uh, heading into this opening slate. 2021 NFL kickoff, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. We got Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott. More or less. Sam, this is pretty, pretty standard stuff when it comes to more or less on Monkey Knife Fight. That's one of their premier contests that they have, prop games across all their sports, but in particular with football, we got passing yards. Brady's set at 304 and a half. Dak Prescott set at 290 and a half. Um I'm going to ask you first before I sure. kind of lay it down. Okay. What are your initial gut feelings on these numbers? For Brady, we'll start with him at 304.5. 304, and a half.
0: 304. I, I guess it makes sense. I Part of me wants to go less on this one. Okay. And I think that's because I feel like as it's the first game of the season, the way that it's going to open up, I just don't see this being a shootout across the board. So I don't think – Brady's going to get over 300. I think I think he's going to be under 300. I think there's going to be a lot to do in the running game and there's 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 me too many other things happening. And I'm actually going to go ahead and jump and say less for Dak Prescott as well for the exact oh, same reason. Okay. I feel like this is a big Zeke game to me.
1: So, you got the first one right in my opinion because <laughs> I don't think that Tom Brady's going to have to throw the football over 300 yards to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think you're yep. going to have balance. I think the Bucks, even though they don't have your traditional bell cow, this is definitely has committee written all over it with Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and now even Giovanni Bernard. Yep. That being said, I think the Bucks are going to be able to do pretty much whatever they want on the offensive side of the football for the most part, maybe a little bit of chemistry issues being that it's week one, but I do think the Bucs, bringing back all 22 starters, including even Antonio Brown in the offseason, I just think that the, the, the Bucks are going to do what they want to do on the offensive side of the football. But I still think Brady throws for like 270 and yeah. has probably like two or three touchdowns uh, through the air. But on the flip side, Dak Prescott, you mentioned you think it's going to be a Zeke game. The last two years with Todd Bowles as the defensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are returning every single starter on both sides of the football, two years in a row, they have allowed the fewest amount of rushing yards per game in the National Football League. And I just don't see with potentially Zach Martin not even being available for the Dallas Cowboys in week number one, they're all pro guard. I just don't see them being able to physically impose their will against that talented unit up front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I th- just mentioned, I think the Bucks are going to be able to get what they want on offense. They're going to be able to put up points, which means guess what? To stay competitive, Dak Prescott's going to have to throw the ball a lot. And Sam, if you look at the first four games that Dak Prescott played the entirety of to start last year, I think he threw for over 403 of them. Like this, that's the one thing you can say about how many pass catchers he has. He is loaded to the gills with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and the Cowboys can spread out the box and at least have some effectiveness going through the year so i actually think i'm going more for dak prescott which favors the game flow than playing from behind and not being effectively able to run the football against a very stout unit up front for the bucks
0: all right i can get behind that so I, yeah so less on brady and more on prescott would be the advice to listeners and viewers at the moment for this i convinced game. you you convinced me wow Man. That might be a first, because I normally I, just stick was, to what I like in process. I was
1: waiting for you to like tell me to like kick rocks. Like, no, you don't no. know what the hell you're talking about. Um,
0: you you know your bucks, you know your bucks. I do. Well, thank you, thank you. I do.
1: I do. Damn it. Um, all right. So one other game that I always like playing, and uh, again, you can find these across the entire slate of all NFL games heading into week number one. So if if you're not a Bucks fan and you're a Steelers fan like Sam or anybody else, go find your game. You know your team play these contests, but rapid fire is always one of my favorites because you have the individual statistical subject basically being pitted against two players competing for the same stats, but one has a handicap and you can kind of play that to your advantage. And like I was just mentioning with Tom Brady and Dak Prescott, a lot of them have the same lines across different contests. So if you feel like you've got a good beat on something like I feel like Dak Prescott is going to straight up throw for more yards than Tom Brady. And in this contest, he's getting 14 and a half yards in this heads up matchup. So okay. I, Sam, this is why I like to hone in on these contests. Uh, this is where I've had m- a good majority of my success when playing these prop games on Monkey Knight Fight.
0: All right. All right. I will. I will heed your advice on this one.
1: But I'm, I'm going to go to you receiving yards. Amari Cooper's favored, actually. And CeeDee Lamb's getting four and a half receiving yards. Who do you like? I think I know the answer, though.
0: Well, you know I love CeeDee Lamb.
1: I do know you love CeeDee Lamb.
0: But, okay, so the plus four and a half, that's his handicap?
1: That's – well, that he's getting a four and a half yards to start the game. Oh. So, yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. like okay, if, I'm following. If, if, if you thought that – CeeDee Lamb was going to have more receiving yards than Amari Cooper, then it just drives home the fact that you should go with CeeDee Lamb because he's going to get an automatic four and a half yards to start the game.
0: Okay. Yeah, then that's the way I would go.
1: Okay. The The only hesitation I would say, I like both plays this week, and Sean Murphy Bunting did a pretty good job against Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl. He was not the only person, though. They had two deep safeties the entire time, so they gave him help, trust me. Um, but I imagine with CeeDee Lamb who lined up quite a bit in the slot, um, that he's going to see Sean Murphy bunting Cooper on the other hand is going to get Carlton Davis and he's also going to get Jamel Dean and Jamel Dean in particular can get got when it comes to double moves. Um, I'm still going to give the nod to CeeDee Lamb because I think he's going to see a higher volume of targets. I think he's going to have more receptions, uh. Cooper, I think, is going to have to see probably a big play down the field, which he definitely could. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go with Ceedee Lamb. I'd go with that as well. So love it. Look, that's it. That's all you got to do to play monkey
0: knife. That's all you got to do. It's just so easy. Why doesn't everyone do it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you say that again in that voice? Like you sound like a. It's
0: just so easy. Why doesn't everyone do monkey knife five bets every day?
1: You sound like one of those infomercials. I do a, a fantasy infomercial. Please, I'm, not, I'm actually going to clip that out and send it to my news station and be like, look, I have, I have a girl who can do voiceover work. I'm going to do a bang-up job. Trust me.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Anyway. Amazing. No, I love that. And honestly, when the way you explain that, too, when you're targeting something that you absolutely know true and then to just hammer it home across multiple, multiple prop bets just so that you can get every single win you can out of that single line. I love that.
1: I would, edge so a lot of what I'm going to be doing over here during the in-season for Monkey Knife Fight, and we're going to have another uh, partnership with Windview Games, which we're excited to go ahead and promote here on the Fancy Debate with Sam and Tate next week. But, um, you know, when it comes to Monkey Knife Fight in particular, pay attention to the early lines. And I'm going to be dropping an article on drrono.com, so make sure to go ahead and check that out as well. Uh, I'm going to basically feature my two or three favorite early lines because those lines move. When people like them, people like myself, I get my I get my claws in them and I can spend all $2 in my account on one <laughs> contest. You damn well know I'm going to be making some money this weekend.
0: I'm going to Venmo you some cash so you can make some more bets for me because hey, I can't make Okay, bets I can over do that. Here. I can't make a lot of bets over here in California. So, if you can help it's, me out.
1: It's the Baby K Buccaneers fund is what I'm calling it.
0: I love it. I'm I'm here for it. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate. Be sure to check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only Discord he- right here at DrRoto.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and tune in next week for the next episode of the fantasy debate.
1: Until next time, everybody. Well, one go box next tonight kickoff tonight all right anyway till next time thanks for joining later says the tater thanks for stopping by the office get your fantasy prescription by thanks for stopping by the office get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. and until the next visit be well and take care